0: Halloween forever.
1: So I says to him, I says, uh, Hey Lama, how about a little something, you know, for the effort? And he says, Oh, there'll be no money, but on your deathbed, you'll have. Total consciousness. So I got that going for me. Which is
2: nice. <laughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls, to
1: another fucking mini sode of Halloween is forever. I'm Ryan. I'm Meg.
2: I'm Steve.
1: <laughs> I'm also the fucking champ, you guys. Taking it home two months in a row. And guys, um, I haven't gotten your feedback yet because I was dicking with my phone. But I assume you are filled with um, uh, tidings of thanks uh, for the movie that I introduced into your lives.
3: Um, I hear the story that you're (laughs) telling yourself, and I'm not with you. (laughs) Well, you are
1: welcome, uh, regardless of how you feel. Uh, Maybe it hasn't sunk
3: into your soul yet,
1: and you haven't gotten the real, true uh buddhist message of this film but maybe upon <laughs> a third or fourth watch uh you'll get to where you need to be and, and receive total enlightenment
2: um
3: <laughs> what we
2: is are go- the buddhist message of this <laughs> film <laughs> we'll <laughs> get
3: into it don't get ahead of
2: ourselves we'll get into it
3: i'm like uh, i'm like i learned buddhism and i didn't I pick think that up for you can
1: say um get really into it then say fuck i fuck all y'all and fuck buddha then Uh, it's still gonna work out great in the end. I'm pretty sure that's the message. (laughs) Well, we'll get into it a little bit further. Um, guys, if you didn't read the damn, uh, uh, description of the episode, the movie we are gonna talk about today is probably one that is new to many of you. Um, this is a pretty obscure, uh, Hong Kong, um, I would say supernatural, gross-out horror, um... Kung Fu action film, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, There's a lot going on. It's called The Boxer's Omen. And if you haven't seen it, we are going to spoil the hell out of it. But I'm going to say, kind of in the same realm as uh, Suburban Sasquatch, I think you could just start watching this at any point. You're going to be all right. And I'm not going (laughs) to spoil it by telling you every single plot point. Because... Really, the visuals are what you're going for on this one. And uh, nothing I say could spoil it because I'm not going to be able to paint a picture nearly as eloquent as the um, masterminds that put a film uh, of this caliber together. So uh, it is free on on, uh, on the YouTubes, as are a tremendous amount of Shaw Brothers films, <laughs> uh, which is the studios that, studio that created this, which we'll talk about here in a sec. But before we get into The Boxer's Omen... Uh, we got a couple of orders of business to take care of. First of all, um, is, do people have beers in front of them or just me?
2: I have his beers.
1: What's you, what kind of
2: beers? My beers is simply uh, the new Glarus. Uh, Wisconsin Belgian Red. I think ah. I drank it before on the show or mm. somebody's drank it on the show before. So. I think I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not much to report back. It's still great.
3: <laughs> yeah, It's still good. Yeah, It like Turn,
2: turns out, still good.
3: <laughs> I um, snagged up some Inner Groove. I actually hadn't been out there in a long time, but I went out there this week. And since I'm finally on the downslope of this cold, I am like, yep, let's get fucked up on this one. Um, mm-hmm. I have their, uh, what is it called? Hollerback Pills. And it's fun. I mean, it's good. I mean it's pretty straightforward. Pilsner, four point five percent. What's on I'm the label there? Um it's like basically two hands oh, wearing, I you see. know, those ring word things. Like I don't the even brass know what they yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I was hoping there was a Gwen Stefani reference of some sort, but it yeah, seems like something. it seems like they're cowards.
0: <laughs> 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 that you was heard the ring- that? <laughs> that
1: was the, the Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani was the ringer on my phone back when you like purchased ringers for your phone, you know, back in the day. Uh, I think you what you're actually that. telling us
3: is that the one that you used all the time. I, I think did. That's what you're telling if, it, yeah. For a long
1: time, for like years, it was the ringer on my phone for some reason. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, I, I'm drinking um, a little, it's, it's actually a Beer. That's a style of beer that I have not really had a lot of. Uh, Meg, you just mentioned it's called pills.
0: Mm, um, this is it. a
1: German variation on on this mysterious pill style. Uh, it's called pikeland pills. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, no, this is a beer I drink all the time. hashtag #emp you guys, but it's a banger. I I have a whole bunch of fresh pikeland so I'm just kind of been cranking through that shit pretty hard. Um, <laughs>
3: This show so, is now sponsored by Sly Fox because you yeah, work for I mean, them now. <laughs> well, and I
1: do. And also I have just unlimited free beer. Like, um, so uh, when you get unlimited beer and it's good, then you end up drinking that instead of buying other things. Mm-hmm. Nothing too, too fancy there, but, uh, but a tasty one. Um, cool. Let's do this real quick. Believe it or not. And this always surprises. I mean, we've been doing this for almost a year. It somehow still surprises me every time that the, 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 You know, what we call the punishment episode uh, also is the time in which we spin the wheel for the next uh, topics for our next showdown. And somehow it sneaks up on me every single time. Um, But let's do that first. Uh, For those who are new to the show, this is how this works. We have a showdown episode once a month. uh, And that topic for that showdown episode is voted on by our social media friends and listeners. They get three choices. Those three choices come from a uh, randomizer, kind of spinning wheel on Steve's phone, where we have amassed a whole shitload of topics um, for showdown episodes uh, that have been suggested by you guys, by our social media friends, and things like that. So we continually add to this list. We spin it. We get three. We post it on the social medias. You guys help us pick which one it's going to be for for that month. Once we have a topic, we each pick a movie. We discuss it on the showdown episode. We argue about it. We throw atomic elbows. Somebody might end up in the Boston Crab. And then eventually, uh, someone we vote and someone reigns supreme. Now, your boy has brought it home two months in a row. So I'm in <laughs> charge of the... the uh, <laughs> It's <laughs> she took a very subtle objection to that which i saw on her face um do you care to do you care to, to dispute my championship right, reign right now you know, is that what you're trying a, to do
3: there's this thought that it's like if you don't need to say just don't and i don't think i need to say it right now yeah because that's think... typical meg i
0: when <laughs> i think I, when i think, meg, I think <laughs> if you don't
1: have anything nice to say don't say it at all she's a real she's a, she, she lives and dies by that um <laughs> yes, listen, I know the subtext here. I brought it home with a little film called Suburban Sasquatch, which is obviously better than the films that you guys, you know, brought to the party, and you're a little embarrassed by that. But also, last month, I, I did bring it home in a down-and-dirty, grimy uh, uh, showdown episode the month prior. So listen, go back and listen. I'm not going to not gonna spoil it any further for you. Uh, the fact of the matter is, I picked this movie, um, and you seem so ungrateful, it's making me furious. Um, we'll get into it here. Meg is ungrateful. She's so ungrateful. It's Meg pissing is pissing me off beyond like belief. Like um, so, but in any case, this is how it works. So, uh, if you want to help us pick our showdown topic for uh, the May um, showdown episode. You got to follow us on the social medias because we put it up on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is at Halloween is forever, and on Twitter is at Hallow forever. But we also have Facebook, which is Halloween is forever podcast. We also have a little damn talkie, which is at Halloween. It's at Hallow Halloween forever pod. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why am I still questioning that every single yeah, time yeah. I say it? Because yeah, you yeah. haven't been on our TikTok. <laughs> well, I actually did start a TikTok for Sly Fox. Um, I was curious
3: who was doing that. So I was yes, like, oh, is was he me. dipping his toes? So I
1: did t- I did spend about three <laughs> hours just sweating and staring at uh TikToks the other night, not really sure what <laughs> how they work. And I did post several of them. They are in the 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 ticks and the talks are out into the environment just into the atmosphere to flourish. So I am getting better at the TikTok. tock i'm still terrified of it there's not been a time where it has come over me that i feel like i need to do some sort of little dance or macarena style shit while i lip sync <laughs> but <laughs> it's probably going to happen sometime soon um, oh my god
3: i but yeah, can't wait
1: give us a follow uh, over there to help us vote you know, or just see some spooky ooky shit on the internet it's also at ha- or it's also halloween is forever pod at gmail if you want to send us an email as well um yes so let's spin the fucking
2: wheel we have been very lucky We've been lucky and I, I I will say this needs to be good for me <laughs> so it can be good for the rest of you. Oh my it's god. Been a, it's been a while since I've won the belt. That's mm-hmm. true. And the longer I go without winning the belt <laughs> Oh, the worst the punishment movie is
3: oh my god <laughs> i i Steve's threatening this. us now oh my god But threatening the, the wheel
1: in a way too. i'm threatening
3: the wheel i'm He's threatening i'm threatening
2: you guys i'm threatening yeah. the audience to vote p- properly <laughs> just because pretty soon you you're going
1: to start threatening ke- it to be and then then it's just full-on sacrilegious and then yeah listen all gloves are off
2: well, I I'm, I think Tubi holds some of the ammo I have, but not probably <laughs> the worst of it. Yeah, and I'm just saying if I don't win in May, things are going to be really terrible from there on out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god,
1: really, truly awful. <laughs> really, um, truly awful. <laughs> yeah, We had we've had some good luck. the 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 Bigfoot. Even though I'm not typically a big big Squatchaholic, uh, mm-hmm. I listened to um, on my way driving out to beautiful williamsport pennsylvania i uh listened to the two-parter uh bigfoot horror episode and uh and even though it's just listening to something that i already was present for the recording of was very enjoyable i thought um and then what was the one before that why am i just dis- why am i forgetting what our are- old west horror march western yep. oh old yes. West horror. yeah,
2: yeah old west horror that was a fun we one more or less blocked it out like meg couldn't remember it last episode yeah because <laughs> yeah. meg, try- meg was trying because yeah. meg was trying to make the comparison between her film Gallo walkers and samaritan mm-hmm. sasquatch of how yeah. you could pick either up at any point and just yeah none of them make sense so it doesn't matter no. when you start watching them
1: actually gala walkers was the only movie i liked that we talked about during that, <laughs> during that episode actually we ended up going down and dirty rules on that one <laughs> which is basically worst movie wins essentially right. um which always is an absolute shitstorm. so all right let's see what that damn wheel does for us this time around see if it's it's uh it uh responds to steve's threats
2: it kind of did okay uh, oh shit yeah. uh the first uh the first one we have is best friday the 13th oh that actually
1: is it's a little premature but i like that in may i like that in may usually may you know the summer is when i'm thinking camp slashers so i think Mm -hmm. that's pretty that's pretty uh apropos i like that and you know what unless something else really i that one's gonna have a hard time losing
2: i feel like yeah but yeah it'll have a hard time losing we'll see we'll see what else we get though all right let's see what's number two pick number two pick is nickelodeon horror Oh, Oh goodness. Or Nickelodeon Halloween, actually.
1: Um, So that is a great episode. And I don't. I I would love to do that one as well, and especially because May is pretty much the kickoff of spooky season in my mind. So I'm going to uh, pretty much... No, August is. It's the kickoff to the pre-kickoff of Halloween. So May, June, July, that's like pre-Halloween season. August, September, (laughs) October is real (laughs) Halloween season. Um, Nickelodeon Horror, that's a pretty... Or Nickelodeon Halloween, that's a good one as well. So two... Decidedly different topics.
2: Very different. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Nickelodeon Halloween is going to get it. Well, you know what? We'll see. I mean, see audience. I
1: listen. I'm going to lobby for you. Want to lobby for Ooh. Friday Thirteenth? I'll lobby for Nickelodeon Halloween. All right. What's three? Steve's got an, uh, uh, a look on his face of yeah of just pure pleasure. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> right. just grinning from ear to ear. Oh, what no. is number three? Trauma. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> that is I, a good. That is a good three. We've had three good. Uh, uh, th- op- sets of options the last couple of months, so uh, it's just all trauma. The yeah. world of trauma, Traumaville, yeah. uh, Traumaville, if you will. Um, okay. Yeah, all the right. wheel has well, you, decidedly
2: leaned in my favor. This it has, this month.
1: yes. So if I thought Friday the Thirteenth was going to be Steve's go-to, now I'm I'm fairly confident trauma is the direction he wants to go. <laughs> um, but the thing is, if if we get trauma. Are you going to pick Sergeant Kabuki man or is that going to be your <laughs> is that going to be your punishment if you
2: win? Actually neither. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not Sergeant
2: as... Yeah, Sergeant Kabuki man it's all right, but it's just yeah. I don't know, it's uh, it's definitely not bad enough
1: for a punishment at this point. It's been many years, many years for me. So
2: I might have to revisit <laughs> that one if that one gets selected, but I, I, Don't get me wrong, it's bad, but it's yeah. not bad enough for what the two of you have earned. So. <laughs>
3: Oh my God. <laughs>
2: Good God almighty I, folks. I understand. We- I
3: feel the hate. Did you either <sighs> of you guys chat or see or hear like Lloyd Kaufman get interviewed on uh last podcast? Cause it was pretty fucking hilarious. Like he's so unapologetically like angry at like John Waters and about mm-hmm. the industry. He's just oh, yeah. hilarious though. I-, I just didn't expect that out of a very old man.
2: Oh, yes. He's, he's <laughs> full of piss and vinegar. He yeah. always always is. Yeah, I think, I think he, the only person he still likes is Mel Brooks, maybe.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. pretty much.
1: Yeah. Old, uh, old Uncle Lloyd, he gets pissed off at just about everything and, and he, he goes no... on just rants.
3: Yes. He has no yeah. problem talking shit about people. Oh, he doesn't so, give so a good. fuck.
1: He did the same thing on uh, on the last drive-in too when he was on oh, a okay. like, couple mm-hmm. it was a while ago. I want to say, um, when they showed like trauma's war and something else, it was a good episode. It was the first time I ever saw trauma's war. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, he does not give two shits. He is, he's just (laughs) full of piss and vinegar. Um, but, uh, as a recap, we got three pretty fantastic topics there. Uh, I would be very happy to do all of these three. Although trauma, well, I know plenty of trauma movies, but it's probably my least strong category there personally. In any case, Friday the Thirteenth, best Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Nickelodeon Halloween. So that would be any, I guess, any kind of Halloween specials or or made for TV Halloween movies or something like that. Halloween episodes of Nickelodeon shows. Uh, and then, of course, uh, trauma films. So that is anything in the in the greater trauma verse, uh, which we may have to establish that a little closer if that one wins, just like because there are mm. plenty of things that are kind of trauma adjacent that aren't yeah. uh, necessarily trauma proper. But we'll talk about that if and when uh, that particular topic wins. So once again, it falls on social media probably midweek this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. We'll get that up and get to voting so we can announce it on the next mini sewed um oh and also i will (laughs) i have to mention because steve sent this to us last night and i was legitimately pissing my pants (laughs) laughing so much so that my wife that kate thought there was something wrong with me steve designed a shirt that will go i'll post about it tomorrow is it going up for sale on t public tomorrow
2: um well if you're listening to episode on monday yeah it'll be today Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you listen to this on Monday, which would be Monday, the 11th of April, it will be up there and uh, and up there into perpetuity because I have a feeling it's going to be um, the uniform of a generation. I would go Mm -hmm. as far as to say it. (laughs) I'm just going to describe it and then you have to check it out to see it is (laughs) a mashup between the Tasmanian devil and Garfield. So it's like Tasmanian devil, but with Garfield's face and colors. Sunglasses on his forehead, and he is casually leaning with a very sly <laughs> smirk on his face. <laughs> he is leaning on the words, "my
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: my balls are full of pee." <laughs> just, just an absolute chef's kiss of a design. I was like, literally, in a, having a coughing fit because I was fucking <laughs> laughing at that when you sent it to me. Because you just sent it with no context. Just said, "new shirt Monday." <laughs> <It just> <laughs> says, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it tickled me. It tickled me. Um, yeah, check the old social medias for for pictures and links to to go buy that and all that. Actually, just go to our Instagram and click on the link tree, and you can go to merch, and it'll take you to our T Public store. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be on sale. Right when you post one, isn't it like?
2: Yeah, when they thirty
1: percent off for a while or something.
2: Yeah, for the first three days that it goes up on the store, it's on sale for thirty percent off, and then you can just check T Public whenever because they have sales yeah. like every month yeah yeah but
1: go order that some bitch because i'm gonna order i think three to four articles of clothing perhaps some temporary tattoos uh, a flag for my front <laughs> yard. Yeah, um, you can get
2: stickers and all kinds of shit doesn't Brian, B- i need t-shirt. you to commit
3: a little bit more and i need you to get this actually tattooed on your body okay
1: <laughs> actually, no more fucking around <laughs> i imagine explaining that to somebody like <laughs> what why did you get this tattoo why is this your full back piece um <laughs> you know i don't i don't know you know i think uh, it would be
3: better if you just didn't you just like said at the bottom it said in parentheses don't ask questions yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you know?
2: it Br- is what it is it's brian's Yaku- yakuza tattoo <laughs> <laughs> it's like surrounded by it's surrounded by like lilies and like dragons yeah. and koi fish oh, it's like
1: a russian <laughs> yeah I, I have like the stars on my shoulders on the yeah. right, and then on Back, it's my balls are full of pee. <laughs> Brian's history of <laughs> violence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh my god! All right, so let's get into this freaking movie. I can't wait any longer. I have many, many notes to discuss. Uh, and again, I'm still waiting for Meg for your um, for your thanks. It's just it feels like you know such what? a slap okay, in the face. I
3: need to be very clear. <laughs> this movie just. There were certain visual elements that I was like, I'm here for this. This is the visual element is what I'm here for. The right. story confused me so many times. I was like, wait, what's happening now?
0: Mm-hmm. Wait.
3: Oh, a new thing is happening now. Okay. Yes, it's yes, just yes. I mm-hmm. feel like there were so many layers to this that yes. I'm like, I can't fully keep up. But at the end, yeah. I'm like, okay. I got it enough. You have to
1: use it 100% of your brain. So you know how humans only are supposed to use like 10% of their brains? So you have to open your third eye. You have to use 100% of your brain. And Brian, I didn't have in.
3: shrooms on me. I couldn't fucking open the third <laughs> eye. The first time I watched
1: this, I was wildly stoned and did not follow any of it, but just enjoyed the visuals. And then yeah. the next time I watched it was, I think, the exact same thing. And then the third time I watched it, which was for this, I actually watched it and paid attention and took the notes. And I was like, this is, uh, the story is as bonkers as the visual elements of it. Um, you know, I would put this on par with something like, you know, Su or something like that. Um, that is just absolute, just shitty, shitty bonkers. Um, so Let's, let's first, I'll, I'll just kind of summarize it a little bit, first of all. So, Kuei-Chi Hoon uh, is the director. This guy uh, spent pretty much his whole career working for uh, Shaw Brothers, Shaw Brothers Studios in Hong Kong. So, this is kind of a famous Hong Kong movie studio that made... Primarily like Kung Fu films and like Shaolin monk films and uh, uh, samurai films and all type of stuff like that. And then some goofy uh, uh, outside outsider type of stuff as well. But they were in operation um, they from like 1925 to like 1980 something. And then they went dormant. Then they tried to open back up. And I don't think much happened there. But in about 60 years of like real active uh, production, they made well over a thousand films (laughs) in 60 years um cranking them out and some of them are most you know kind of like celebrated uh films or or well-known films in the specifically in the kung Kung fu genre but um this one is a little different than that so this follows a gentleman named uh chan hung uh and this is the um this is the kind of synopsis i pulled off of imdb while in Thailand to avenge his brother who was crippled in a fight with a corrupt Thai boxer, a man gets caught up in a web of fate, Buddhism and black magic, which is actually a very good synopsis yeah. because
2: that's about as good as you can do for this. movie. Yeah, yeah, it um, yeah, makes sense. I mean, it doesn't really get much deeper than that. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I, I mean, it's just I mean, it gets infinitely deeper and also simultaneously, not any more no, than no. that too. Yeah. Um, it's like a, it's like an amoeba or something. It's like a simple, su- singular-celled organism. But the deeper <laughs> you get into it, you start to understand that just the well keeps going, and we haven't caught up yet. You understand what I mean? So right. This, yeah. It's a single uh, yeah, cell this,
2: organism, but then the atomic <laughs> I, structure is you know impossible. Infinitely and then, complex. Yeah. And I then really you get appreciate how, subatomic.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I really appreciate how you guys are both trying to use very scientific things to explain <laughs> this thing. You're just getting just as like, yeah, let's talk about science right now to explain yeah. this movie. It's very simple, guys, but I hope you guys <laughs> Listen, understand amoebas and atomic stuff. The
1: vibrations <laughs> that this movie gives off speak oh to God. your brain on a different level than you comprehend. That's all I'm saying. Um, um, so uh, well. it, it starts off right <laughs> off the bat. And stop me, because I'm going to get on a roll here. So just stop me when we have something to discuss. But there's so much happening. It starts off with a kickboxing competition. Hell right? yes. <laughs> and, and one of the guys you'll recognize right away.
2: Yeah. Which Bolo is, Young. I What's that? Bolo Young.
1: Yes. He is from a tons of different um, – this man wakes up in the morning, and the first thing he does when he gets out of bed is fight – um chuck norris jean-claude van damme steven seagal like anybody you can imagine he is that guy who so he's most known for blood sport
2: right um, um he's maybe but you you would also recognize him in enter the dragon because he's the dude that, oh yes he, he plays bolo essentially and he fucking crushes that dude with his arms yeah. you know right in front of bruce lee <laughs> so. yes that as far
1: as bruce Lee. see for me growing up watching Religiously watching Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I mean, that's where I immediately recognized him right. from. But yes, Enter the Dragon. He is a very recognizable, and I believe he is actually Thai, right? I think so. In terms of nationality. Um, he, I believe he was, was like a bodybuilder slash like Muay Thai fighter, if I recall. I didn't look it up, but dude is just a fucking unit. Like he's just humongous.
3: Hmm. I was gonna say, watching this fight in the beginning, I don't know if you guys ever caught that like TikTok video where it was like that one dude who smat or crushed an egg between his arms, like made different, and then all yeah. these very <laughs> tiny people, like very small <laughs> girls, were like. Like cracking the heck on their arm. That's kind of what it made me want to do. I'm like, yeah, I'm just made different. <laughs> this guy, this guy could, could
1: smash a watermelon between his giant peck tits. Like his, he just has humongous pec muscles. Prove it. Like, yeah, he looks like a. Like, he looks like a cartoon character a little bit. He's just fucking humongous. Um, he's just a big damn thick boy. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so he is fighting uh, another at this moment kind of un- unnamed uh, uh, person. They have uh, a-, a pretty epic exchange where they're beating the shit out of them. And then eventually the the other not giant jacked guy gets kind of the upper hand and just just mangles the dude's face like so much so that it looks like that character uh from snl massive head wound harry you remember that <laughs> yeah. You remember? yeah that like the dogs eat. like that's it was like flesh hanging from his forehead these, <laughs>
2: these fights uh there, there's two of them in the film but these fights are so spitty and mm-hmm. bloody yeah. like they, they do these slow motion close up takes of like everybody getting hit in the face and you can mm-hmm. tell they just have a mouthful of water right yep. before they get hit and that just spit it out. And it's like it makes Rocky look deserty. Like It's yeah. <laughs> it
1: definitely got a lot of like Rocky, especially like Rocky four type yeah. of elements, you know, yeah. where it just goes on and on of them. Just like, just exchanging blows right to the chin and just taking it and going and going and going. But yes. They definitely were trying to replicate that type of effect, but which this movie's from 1983, so that's after the first Rocky movie, yeah, right? Yeah, it's at, um, yeah, it's
2: after the first two, I think. But yeah, then, I couldn't yeah, remember how quickly the second
1: one came out. Yeah, but. so
2: they're so they're definitely replicating all that. Yeah, But then it's just, it's so over the top. It's so spitty and like...
1: Oh, yeah. They are literally have full mouthfuls of water yeah. that
2: they just spray. They're
1: like triple h it. Right. You know, they're just like s- s- spraying the water everywhere. They're like
3: comparing of- budgets here and they're just like, okay, they only spent $5,000 on all the liquid for the fights. We're going to spend 10000 <laughs> yes. But I didn't want to make a point because there was like one move that the... Um, uh, Babo like did twice, yeah. where he like would grab the leg when someone kicked him, and then lift them up, and then punch them as they're going down. I was like, dang, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take note. That's a fucking sick, <laughs> fucking a move. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude, Muay Thai, Muay
1: Thai is gnarly. If you've never watched like Muay Thai kickboxing, it's absolutely sick. And I mean, that know, was a replication of a real move they do to each other. Like these yeah. dudes can like chop down trees with leg kicks. Like that's how hard they like they can kick. <laughs> yeah. It's. Terrifying. I don't know why
3: I haven't gone more into kung fu, but I feel like. Like i need to because i do enjoy fights like i do yeah. enjoy fights <laughs> it's like they're so fucking great but anyway yeah
1: cont- muay thai m- yes kung fu movies in general but even just muay like watching actual yeah. professional muay thai fights yeah. are wild yes um great people like shattering their shin bones and shit <laughs>
2: we're gonna have to get meg to watch the protector then
1: oh yeah. So all right
2: rules. i
3: have nothing going on tonight <laughs> yeah. It's
2: going yeah, on, on my go. list. I bet it's on Tubi. Hmm.
3: Okay. It's called um, The
1: Protector. No, probably right. is. It, yeah, I, I I haven't never looked, but it, I, I, it seems very likely that it'll be on there, okay. Um Yeah, so speaking of Triple H, actually, he then goes <laughs> hog wild on him, dirtiest, just uh, Ric Flair, Triple H, something. He just cripples him. Uh, yeah. Comes up behind him after he wins the fight and just cheap shots him. In a pretty brutal way, but not enough that you would expect to put someone in traction and paralyze them I mean, I understand you can get paralyzed, you know in a fluke thing Yeah, but like it was like every bone in his
2: body was broken so by this. I, I think I think we need to make it a little more clear. So mm-hmm. the Thai fighter who is yeah. de- <laughs> Bolo uh, yeah. Bolo gets the upper hand, but then he gets beat by the Hong Kong fighter And right. he gets knocked out in his corner and mm-hmm. so it's after that Bolo has lost the fight because this comes into play later in the film. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He paralyzes the Hong Kong fighter from behind after, Correct. after mm-hmm. Bolo has lost the fight. And I think that's yes. just important because of the following scenes where <laughs> he's being celebrated for being the best in the world, except for he's <laughs> like a dirty cheap fighter and like yeah. having a celebration in Thailand for him. of like, yeah, he's the right. champion. He's the winner. And it's like, he paralyzes people when he loses.
3: <laughs> what we yeah. didn't see is that he actually started the committee to set up that event for himself. Oh, okay. It did feel like that <laughs> a little bit, like, yeah, it's like, it's yeah, like if you've seen me. what's the Russell
1: Crowe movie where he plays like the the bo- the underdog boxer <laughs> against like Max Bear, who is like a real boxer. Like it's based oh. on a real. It's yeah, he's it's I a fictionalized. It, but movie. I know what you're talking. It's about. called uh, I don't know I don't know. But anyway, there was you know the guy who paralyzes people in the ring that is like a bad guy that they're scared of. He actually does it fair and square. He just punches real hard. This guy, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> waits till you've won, comes up behind you and paralyzes <laughs> you. Um, no. Yeah, so like Steve says, uh, you get you then later on, they have a um, award ceremony to give him like, you're the best dude award <laughs> after he paralyzed this guy, which we'll get into in a second. But I think um, the
3: clinical term for what he did was called a tantrum. I yeah, think yeah. That's yeah, clinically, he, what it's called. He, he yeah.
1: wigged out on him, yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so um, now you have uh, the the main character, which I'll just I'll just refer to as uh, Chan for the rest of the time, um, he, even though his name changes a couple times due to mm-hmm. certain circumstances. Anyway, um, he goes to um, meet his uncle. Now this part I still don't understand exactly how this ties into the rest of the movie necessarily. J-
2: just just quickly cuz it's important. Yeah. Is yeah. the the guy who's paralyzed in the ring is the brother of Chan and Chan mm-hmm. jumps in jumps in the ring and gets into it with Bolo. Just right, Yeah, yes, sorry does... I
1: forgot to ma- forgot to mention that's a huge part of it. Yeah. So so the guy who who is the main protagonist in this story is the brother of the person who gets uh uh paralyzed which you don't you kind of know, but you don't necessarily know the whole story yet, mm-hmm. uh, but he does jump in the ring and there's a big melee and all this stuff. Then cut to some like mob shit happening. Um, and Chan is being uh, set up for the most obvious trap in the world, but he falls for <laughs> it for some reason where he goes to see his uncle and his uncle basically says like, this gang is coming into town. They want to see you. They say, show up alone. And he's like, all right, I'll show up alone. But he does tell his buddies, like, if anything happens, come in and shoot everybody. But, like, you're already dead, so what the fuck? Anyway, he goes into this, this, like, warehouse mob showdown happens but instead uh you know before that they drop a bag down from the ceiling that's just full of his uncle's body parts (laughs) that have been all cut up and stuffed into a bag um so i don't yeah the message they're sending here is unclear
0: uncle bag uh,
1: yeah yeah they drop the old uncle bag routine from the from the rafters um and then they start basically like giving him like this water torture thing where they're hanging him upside down, dunking his head in a bucket. Um, and right before they go to kill him, luckily this fucking like ancient ghost deity, Buddhist deity, uh, spirit guy shows up and, and, and fucking saves him. Um, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And you never see anything about that, that, that element ever again, despite, except for the fact that, you, I guess you're meant to assume that they are tied to the Thai kickboxer in some capacity because he is involved with mob stuff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it doesn't really become relevant. anymore.
2: I don't know. I, just, I feel like the first three scenes are just kind of setting up like the characters themselves and just kind of giving a portrait of who mm-hmm. he is. Cause he he's
1: he, bad he's a bad guy tough guy
2: yeah he's a bad tough guy yeah. he's you know he's yeah. he's getting into fights he's doing crime and then in the next yeah. scene we find out he <laughs> loves pussy <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: he sure does in a very uncomfortable sex scene which we're now uh, cut to
3: yeah it's a
1: real no means I, I literally yes. yeah, yeah I, I literally
3: didn't know if it was a rape scene or a like I was like taking a note and I was like is this a rape or is it actually a good I and mean, you like, come sex to realize
1: poem? it's not but the first yeah. time you watch it you're just le- definitely like. This is a real no means yes scenario happening here. but then you could, you know, you can quickly tell that's kind of the, it's kind of a, listen, I'm not trying to shame anybody. They're obviously, you know, consenting adults. You do what you want, but it is pretty uncomfortable um, where, uh, yeah, the, they're obviously playing a, a sort of game where um, it's meant to seem like maybe yeah.
3: she's not consenting. <laughs> hey, um, okay. Role playing. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Role playing oh, is maybe. the word, the word yeah. I
1: will use. Okay. But it, you, I guess my point is when you first watch it, you're like, wait, what's happening now? Yeah. But then you come to realize they are dating or have some sort of long standing sexual relationship it's not just like us it's a random person that walked into his house or anything like that but in any case it is pretty uncomfortable and but you know what we get boobies on the glass i was gonna that
3: was my only other comment about it because i was like the way they set that up i'm like someone thought this was a great idea yeah, yeah. I like the Definitely. way, like, no, no, push your, push your tits against it a little bit more. Yeah. Like, then just do one. No, no, then back it up. Do it. Do it again. I and really was like, hoping oh. that Val
1: Venus would have walked up behind her and been like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, remember when he did that with Steph McMahon? That was sick. Um yeah. any case, <laughs> um, yeah, so then this ghost kind of summons him from his bed with this, like, weird symbol, and you don't really know what it is, but then you learn... Th- you learn later that's a symbol on this like Buddhist temple that he's been kind of summoned to. Um, now you get it like really spelled out for you that his brother was the one that was paralyzed during the fight. Um, he goes to see him like he's in traction and he asks him for revenge against the the Thai boxer uh, who I think was Babo. That's what they were called, yeah. Mr. Mm-hmm. Babo. Yeah. Which uh, I just couldn't... Uh, it's just a funny name to me. Mr. Babo. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Babo, uh, the uh, test boxer. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Babo, is the one who paralyzed his brother, so he's going to go avenge him. So he shows up to the aforementioned uh, greatest dude in the world ceremony to celebrate the life and times of Mr. Babo, And uh, uh, Chan shows up in a straight up white denim jacket, slaps a fucking belt out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a boss-ass
2: move. The one thing... Uh, <laughs> the one thing Chan never loses throughout the film is his boss-ass fashion. <laughs> oh he
1: didn't fuck! <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking he's a bad dude with rad dude. He just shows up. But in just a white remember, he jacket. at one
3: point did not care anymore. You know, he made a point. He's like, you know, change man. I'm a monk now, right? Anyway, where we're yeah. getting ahead? <laughs> ben anyway. yes,
1: eventually he goes from bad dude with a rad dude to a monk to a, <laughs> then back to a bad dude. Anyway, um, I did get like the. I would love to know what the actual translation was because. If you watch this, the translation because it's it's uh, there's there's obviously subtitles, but then there's also times where there is voiceovers and other times there's not. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times in the YouTube version I watched where the subtitles go out as well so you actually don't get subtitles for periods of it. Yeah. but you can clearly tell what's happening like you don't really need them during those scenes but um, I, th- I think a lot I of, do... of the
2: subtitles that get skipped are like just Thai prayers and Buddhist prayers. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not anything you're totally secret missing. Secret stuff, Brian. Yeah, mm-hmm. secret prayers but you uh, can't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do like though, and I that's why I would love to know what the actual translation of uh, is is between uh, Chan and and Mister Babo, where they are calling each other Hong Kong boy and Thai boy mm-hmm. back and forth. Because of course one of them's from Hong Kong, one of them's from Thailand. But I really do, really would love to know what the translations are because I imagine it's a lot more slanderous, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in real life, what those yeah. words are. Um, in any case, uh yeah, so so he sees the symbol on a Buddhist temple. As he's like on his way uh to Thailand to confront Mr. Babo, he finds sees this symbol on this Buddhist temple and uh and uh he has the, the boat the boatman who you know is kind of on this like water taxi situation, takes him to him and you've learned that these monks have summoned him in this way. So um I love this scene where it was like <laughs> the one monk he's like why am i here and he's like we've been expecting you blah 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 you know this whole like hero hero's journey thing and at one point the like head monk goes this is a long story but here it is but here we go anyway (laughs) explains a very long story um but essentially what had happened and correct me if i if i miss it because it is a little difficult to follow at times but the monk's collectively they're buddhist monks obviously fighting for like good apparently against evil they go after this black magic sorcerer guy mm-hmm. who seems mm-hmm. to be a kind of lower tier black magic sorcerer type of guy my gusu um yeah they they turn him into a dang meltman um and then an old woman and then a bat um, <laughs> so so it kind of the bat when it first comes out like of his body, it's almost like it's his soul or something coming out of him.
2: Yeah, in yeah. That
3: form. I have a very clear point to make at this at uh, this moment with this scene. Yeah. Was yeah, that yeah. this is the second time where you're giving us movies where something's coming out of something else's mouth <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like causing so much destruction?
0: Yes.
1: Just making yes. a
3: point. I'm just making a point. I'm seeing a theme, Brian. I'm seeing it's a, a bit theme. of an
1: oral fixation. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean mm-hmm. that much is clear. I mean I'm an open book. It, um,
2: it, but <laughs> in <laughs> contrast to Uninvited, though, the, the yeah. bat. The the bat is far cuter than the mouth of the old witch <laughs> sure. that it's coming out the of. The old crone yeah. that it comes Very out true. of. Very yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so listen, I'm switching
1: it up in that way. Yeah. Um, but he, when he first comes out, the original like little puppet thing that starts coming out of his mouth actually kind of looks like Daniel Tiger from Mr. Rogers. A little bit, right? It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
2: adorable. And it's like a Pittsburgh reference <adorable>. here.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like coming out of it like the like the guy's throat. And then, um, like I said, it's kind of like it's almost like his soul coming out that they turned his soul into a bat kind of thing. I don't know. So
2: anyway, so my interpretation of this was because you meet other black magicians later and they seem to all have a they all seem to have a representative animal. So I think like this bat is like almost like a scout or a drone. A mm. way for the black magician to send himself out into the world.
1: Yeah, they are the wicked witch's little monkeys right. in a way. Yeah. yeah. So would, yeah. what, what
3: them- is the thing that Harry Potter has? It's like one of those things. What are their little like sidekick character, like Owls. little animals? <laughs> you know, you know, All each right. one has a different something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. I forget what its name. That was a bad reference. I'm sorry.
1: I don't know. I'm an adult.
2: I don't watch. I never. Harry Never seen either. I know about the owls who deliver the mail, and that's it. Because <laughs> I think it was in a commercial once. So,
3: someone who's listening to this is very upset with both of you, and also upset with Smeagol? me for not remembering.
1: Are you talking about? Sneagler? No, they're
3: like they are like a familiar, but it's like their little sidekick. I'm gonna look it up. Sure. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I've I've never sat and watched an entire Harry Potter movie. That's not true. I actually got free tickets to see the Prisoner of Azkaban, um, and I did go to that um but i I do not know anything else about harry potter i had
2: a creative writer writing teacher who instead of teaching read us the entire book for a week (laughs) oh jesus christ
1: yeah that's like the guy when i took guitar lessons and he wouldn't he wouldn't teach me anything that wasn't bon jovi and i really make you lose uh, interest in guitar when i was in like high school that's Um, so funny yeah Um, so whatever what's his name what's what what are these Uh, all All, i can find
3: is familiars but someone else will correct if it's wrong but i'm seeing familiars i'm pretty sure all your potter heads
1: out there tell us what the fuck you're talking about and then go read an adult book you (laughs) bitches i'm just kidding guys
3: you know what i'm gonna be here to soothe you guys and say i will watch (laughs) harry potter with you okay you know what this is coming
1: from the guy who watches like hocus pocus 40 times a year so how many times have you watched Encanto now bro uh, well, that's because I have children, <laughs> so the children watch the children's movies at my house. Um, although that, again, that is also not true because I watch uh, Peewee's Playhouse on a regular basis. Um, in any case, so then we get this sweet ass devil room, which is awesome, and there's like this super dramatic, kind of highly stylized set with like these really intense contrasts. It's kind of mm-hmm. awesome.
3: I liked it a lot. That was like one of my notes is like I loved with the um, figure they had there. I loved like the color escape they did for it. I think it was it was really cool. It's a
1: very it almost reminded you of like a like a bunch of set pieces for like a for like an Alice Cooper show Mm -hmm. or like well King you know Diamond something or funny or something but it's not a giant toilet it's like just a demon, well,
3: one of my other notes specifically was for this black magic ma- or magician guy was that he had dio vibes and then oh, and, okay. or like macho that. man like dio or macho man like he like so
1: he definitely had- gets into ultimate warrior here. In yeah, yeah yeah oh
3: yeah yeah ultimate warrior that's what i meant to say yeah. but yeah no i was like that was one of my first thoughts was like man if um they started like playing a dio song here i would have not been surprised yeah the
1: set the set is is just metal as fuck yeah. uh, and it like it it rolls a ton um this is pretty much like a, a, a like a, a reoccurring theme in this movie that i identified is that it fucking rules <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, everything about it just fucking rules um so he does this whole cool like ritual thing where he Drives a stake into the bat and melts it and then wakes it up, wakes up an even more powerful guy, kind (laughs) of. And he's like this demon. I mean, he's like this demon sorcerer guy um, with this crazy, scary kabuki mask type of thing on. Um, And then he kind of becomes the main antagonist of the film. Mm-hmm. After that, um, even more so than than Mr. Babo, uh, which you actually at one point kind of forget that that whole part of the story existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, because yeah. he just goes and fights a bunch of demons for a long time, yeah. pretty much the whole movie, and then he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go
0: get that fighting <laughs> boxing rematch.
3: Yeah. My other note for this scene in general, and I think I might be backing up just like slightly, not too far, but um, was when he was pulling the skull out of like whatever, you know, Oh, you know we're about talking? to get
1: to that. Yeah, he oh, does we're not there? S- okay,
3: cool. Then I'll hold off for a second then. Yeah,
1: he does this whole sweet like ritual thing where he like sucks like sucks rats blood and then spits it on the bat skeleton and it revives it. And then it feels like it it has this very like evil dead kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get these long flashbacks and fight scenes, um, and again, they are long, so like you definitely lose track of the timeline you're in. A little
3: bit this movie because... is almost two hours long, dude. It's like yeah. it is no surprise that someone can get lost in this. Definitely,
1: a I would say it is a a um a a, a quilt. Of various stories and timelines <laughs> that are like just sewn Please together do not in not random bastardize fashion. My
3: memory of quilting yeah. with my grandmother by it saying this movie patch- quilt something together. It is a patchwork.
1: It is a patchwork, uh, of, <laughs> of, of scenes, if you will. Um, but yeah, it, it, some of these flashbacks, like I said, are really long, and then you mm-hmm. come back and you're like, oh yes, this is where we flashed back from. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Yeah,
2: this whole this whole thing with the black magician like and the abbot of the buddhist monk you know they're they're flashing between the two as the black magician resurrects the bat skeleton and then the bat skeleton (laughs) resurrects in the buddhist temple and is trying to escape (laughs) Mm -hmm. right right yeah Um, gets smashed with a hammer or a gong (laughs) hammer (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: he goes fucking gallagher or you know what another triple h reference really he brings (laughs) the sledgehammer out um But uh, yeah, so then this is when, um, so the monk crushes the bat skeleton with a hammer um, and then the demon guy does a whole series of rituals, one of which is he has got, so I think this is after, no, no, at the same time because he he, he plays a little tune and like summons these snakes. So the snakes come out of these like, um vases kind of almost like Uh think of like a traditional like snake charmer type of scenario he he has
2: a warehouse shelf of urns full of gross stuff he has tons of he has (laughs) the ultimate dr dreadful set is what he has
1: he really does yeah yeah, he's got the dr dreadful drink lab he's got the (laughs) gummies he's got everything but yeah he he extracts some of the snake venom and then he takes what i can only describe as um he has like he's making human head kimchi, I think, in those video. I like yes. that. I yeah. like that a lot because yeah. that's pretty much yeah.
3: what it was. Because I was that was my note. I was like, I really want to find someone who looks at me like that guy looks at this, like deadhead, <laughs> like. And I was like, and then you added kimchi to the scenario, Brian. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm way even more. Involved, well, that's man. what it looks
1: like. Those big crocs look like something yeah. you would like bury kimchi with. You Just know wrong I mean? country, For like, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's But it, so he, so he takes the head out of the out of the thing, and it's like this rotten human skull um out of his kind of like weird fermentation cellar and then he puts the vent he, he like peels the scalp back there's a lot of gross out scenes in this mm-hmm, movie as well mm-hmm. a lot of practical effects a lot of gross out scenes um obviously a lot of practical effect well i mean 83 i mean there was definitely some some decent uh early uh you know computer animated yeah, stuff there, out at there's this time. A, it's and, a lot
2: of uh it's a lot of rotoscope animation that comes into play for, for yes, doing they do a lot uh, yeah.
1: especially with the text thing and all that
3: what does that mean can you explain that' to me because I don't understand that
2: so rotoscope is when you just would literally paint over the frames of the f- oh, of the okay. film so like you it's like doing hand animation but you have to paint over top of it yourself you can still do some oh, like okay. uh rotoscope effects digitally but it comes it's very different
1: yeah they do uh you get into this and, and and the effects in this movie like not everything's perfect but they're so bold in their decisions which is what i love so much yeah. about this um so like i said he he, he peels the skull back like cracks into this peels the scalp back cracks in the skull pours the venom into the brain and then stirs it up in this really gross like it's almost like he's got the fruit on the bottom yogurt and he, but it's a <laughs> yeah. brain and it's he's like mixing it all in um and then uh uh, this is what I uh, my note was. This is demonic mixology at its finest because he's doing all these elements. It's like he's making a tiki drink or something. Um, but he uses it oh my to, God. Mu- to mutate these super sweet little puppet spiders with these like that have these cute little straws, which you learn are these like needles that deliver this like cursed poison, so, and they're sucking up the cursed poison. So no, and, so in, in those aren't the
2: needles though. The needles come out the butt. So they just have sweet straws. He just gives little straws to the Chalky spiders. That's all.
3: <laughs> I guess I'm just right. now really, really wanting a like horror themed tiki bar around me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like oh my god. I'll take yeah, the sweet straws.
1: <laughs> I guess you're right, because the stingers almost like came out of their butt like it was a like it was a stinger on like a wasp <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Whereas these were just, yeah, little straws. They were just using to drink up this yeah. cute blue goo. It's
2: just, it's, they're just little chonky spiders with, with straws <laughs> all i
3: wish right now was that we had like if like when they when the um needles like went into the people's eyes that it was just like naomi like doing her move where she like throws her butt up and like just like they just automatically like, come up and like go into their eyes that's exactly what i'm imagining i wish that would happen
1: <laughs> yeah there's just like this just feels like a video game to me like this whole mm-hmm. movie in so many yep. ways um but uh, yeah, so then the big bad sorcerer sneaks into the Buddhist temple uh, through the front door. So not really
2: that sneaky, he did, but... He does the Eric Andre of like, he shakes the gate and he's like, <laughs> let me in, let me... And then he just jumps over and the then side. He jumps over, yeah. yeah, he just jumps over it.
1: And then he acts like he's being real sneaky, but he walks through the, fr- the front door. Um, despite the fact that he can climb on the wall like a spider, which we learn here in a second, and he climbs up above... Um, the, the one kind of Buddhist monk, and he drops the rubber spiders down on the monk. And They're they, the worst
3: spiders I've ever seen in my entire life. They're not
1: great. Um, they, they do look like just like rubber s- spiders. <laughs> yep. Um, which makes it all the more charming. But then they do, um, you know... S- Basically, uh, uh, stick uh, uh, the hit their little stingers in his eyes and deliver the the poison, the cursed poison, which we learn about here in a sec. So, um, so that monk we learn was about to die and ascend to immortality. Like he was on the verge of like ascending to another plane of immortality. Um, but this demonic attack, like, fucked that up a bit, I guess. And, um, but he did, here's where I got confused, because he did, apparently, which we learned from the head monk, the abbot of the, of the monastery later, that he had also prophesied that, that Chan would come and lift that curse. So it's like a real Sleeping Beauty type situation. Um, <laughs> but what, why if he knew so he knew that was going to happen so like why i don't know what buddhists believe in terms of like fate or like your control of your fate in that timeline but it was almost like oh he was going to send to immortality but is this like a final thing that he has to undergo before immortality because if he knew that was going to happen why would he either not prevent it or or, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't also, know. It's, like, it was a
2: little confusing. Yeah, also, it's like, when did he prophesize it? Did he prophesize it after he got spider stabbed in the eye? Uh, yeah. So, that's why I took yeah. it.
1: Because they were like, oh, he died a few days. Because they did go as far as to say, like, he didn't die immediately.
2: Right. So I think it's like, uh, oh, I've been... Oh, I'm not going to make it there yet. Let me think, oh, okay, maybe this guy will come save me.
1: Well, that's what I took it as, like... And it's a bit of a leap, but I was taking it as after he got, like... Bum rushed by the sorcerer and got the magic cursed venom in his eyes. He was like, Oh, I need to now summon this guy to come save me and himself. Because you will realize here in a sec, which we will learn, that Chan and he were twins in another life. <laughs> so his life is connected to his. And when his corpse decays, Chan will die I don't think that's how they co- don't twins understand
3: work. yeah yeah same yeah. that's the exact same thought I had was they don't understand how twins not are not even identical but twin, was, mm-hmm. twins, um but oh, okay. I was I was gonna note just like it's it, uh, mildly related to but like I mean um Buddhism has a lot of like uh, notes in like Stoicism and I think like hmm. what would make sense in my mind when I understood that especially when you guys are talking about it I'm like well I mean all this stuff is means like there's a lot of stuff out of our control and you only control yeah. what you can So the only thing they could control at that point was him like either summoning him or like him eventually coming in and being able to try to fix it. They couldn't prevent I see. this thing from happening. So it's not like can, he knew
1: what was going to ha- Not like right. he was like all knowing. It's right. just that he this was what he. Yeah, I, I understand.
3: Yeah. It's like you control um, what you can. So either way, Chan
1: not stoked (laughs) uh, about the whole thing at (laughs) all not happy about the whole thing Um, kind of an anti-hero
3: almost like in a way because you're like you don't really love him at first in ways no
1: he's kind of an a-hole and he like but then he becomes all pious but then he like loses faith or whatever and yeah anyway we'll get to what the message is of this movie because it is unclear um but I think you somehow
3: have come to some conclusion. So I'm yes, looking forward I have. to this. I, I have, <laughs> and we'll
1: we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so the monks uh basically what happens is like they put him in an urn, like his corpse in an urn. And um obviously that's who the ghost that kind of summoned him that he was seeing in visions, like when you know he he got delivered the uncle bag and all that by the <laughs> by the uh by the the mobsters. Like the person who kind of saved him was the ghost of this uh of this monk um and uh uh i also wrote down this monk uh kind of a dang hunk kind of a monk hunk. i'm not gonna lie it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a, i mean you, when you think of monks you don't think of uh of hunks but hey you know what i'm i'm, I'm here for it um so then uh they <laughs> just smash imagine us. going on
3: like a monk dating app you know like
1: <laughs> i mean i might i might do a that monastic yeah uh,
3: min- it's monastic <laughs> dating app it's a little what? bit more progressive, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, Jewish people can know. It's like whatever. farmers only, but just for yeah. Shaolin monks and <laughs> Buddhist monks.
1: Oh, um, what are you into? Um, just Tai Chi and pray.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Those are my kinks. Um,
3: um, sitting in silence. <laughs> yeah. Do you like not talking? Me too.
2: You would think that's what E Harmony
3: was about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that? Or plenty of fish.
2: That's pretty much plenty yeah. of fish,
3: right? Yeah. Um,
1: so uh so they smash this urn and then the mummified corpse of the the monk who was poisoned, who has summoned Chan, uh, is just kind of chilling in there. And then he just comes to life and talks to him, and he's a damn like rubber like mummified corpse sitting like in, in this like almost meditation posture. Um, and then he reveals that they are twins in a past life, and that's why he has to help him, because his life depends on it too. So I guess that makes sense if I really think about it. He, whenever he was poisoned and then couldn't ascend to immortality, he called on the only person he had a spiritual connection to, which was his twin from a former life. Yeah. So I guess that yeah. makes sense a little, b-
2: a, l- if, a little bit. It, it is quid pro quo. Cause it's like, if, if yeah. Chan helps the abbot, then the abbot gets to ascend to immortality and Chan just actually gets to live. So right. yeah, he gets to not right. die. Yeah. Um,
1: so, he explains that he's been able to stay kind of alive or not decomposed, I guess, um, in order to keep his twin al- alive. And this really he, feeds into the,
3: your um, kimchi reference because, I mean, pickling definitely elongates oh, it's the life a of, you know, element, the preservative acid, thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do like that, though, <laughs> his explanation of why he was able to do this. He was like, I was able to stay alive, but I'm decomposing in, in order to keep you alive because of Buddhism?
0: <laughs> like, he literally says
1: at one point, like, because of how I do Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs> like, he says it in, I forget a very clunky sentence. I liked it. Obviously, that was just the right. way it was translated, but... Um, Yeah, Chan basically says, Eat shit, bro, and bails. Right, goes back to (laughs) local and says no thanks. (laughs) He's not into it. Yeah. Um, and then we get like one of these things where there is a little bit of voice over here oddly enough like when he's making like hotel reservations I'm not sure why but he does wake up with tummy troubles and pukes up a laughing eel and now he's a monk I guess yes. <laughs> so, like, the Here's eel sign, was it just bro. me or was the eel like <laughs> the, the was, the eel he was kind and of laugh. mean he was like I, yeah, yeah he
3: definitely was like trying to even like go after him I feel like a little bit he's like yeah. fuck
0: you yeah. <laughs>
3: like if he said fuck you and then went down the toilet I would not not been surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It felt like a felt like a Beetlejuice scene there for a second Little or bit. something. But uh, yeah. But then uh now we get to Chan's like what I can only describe as a Buddhist mo- Buddhist monk bar mitzvah. <laughs> I'm not really sure how else to describe what's it's, happening. It's the most okay. like
2: truncated training ever. They're just like
1: yeah it's a it's very much a training montage that's happening to turn Chan into a badass Buddhist monk a warrior of some sort spiritual <laughs> warrior but it seems like it takes about mm, three or four days yeah. from what we can expect <laughs> um there is a scene where he has to meditate in the swamp while leeches are eating his ass yeah, um,
3: yeah. honestly like that kind of grossed me out so much because i think it's like a big fear of mine to ever leeches get, like leeches yeah uh, like they're so a big i fear.
1: explained to my kids what leeches are okay because we were talking about like ticks because mm-hmm. yep. we have wood spines so we always have to have like you know each of my kids have each had this years ago but i've had ticks on the floor our dog gets ticks on her all the time so yeah. no matter what medication we do we just live by the woods there's always a lot of ticks so we talk about so they know what ticks are and then we you know so we got on the topic of parasites and we started talking about leeches and they were really grossed out by the idea of leeches yeah. and i told them it's like it's not that big of a deal most leeches are really small that live around here it's not like we have these big amazon leeches but i have told them like when i used to go like trout fishing when i was younger especially if i was didn't have waders on and i was just barefoot a lot of times you'd come out of the creek with with leeches between your toes and they just come off you could just scratch them off or even so you just burn them with a cigarette <laughs> they just come right off oh my god but they, they were not interested in that story <laughs> yeah but, i'm with your much. i'm with your
3: girls i'm not interested yeah. oh god um, Never they that. were like,
1: do they drink all your blood? Like they because I, I told them they like they live on off your blood. They're like eating your blood. And they were like, like all of it? I'm like, no, <laughs>
0: very small mouth.
1: <laughs> like it just looks like you have a little paper cut after <laughs> you scratch it off. But um great leech scene, classic leech scene. But the coolest part by far for me was this kind of trippy scene where they do some of that that um rotoscope uh stuff in the scene where it's like this actual. Like, the there's these, like, um, I guess I would describe it as this actual text that's written on the inside of one of those giant urns that he's, like, sitting and meditating in, like, fused to his body via these, like, energy ropes that are coming from all the other, like, monks, Um, and then into the giant urn and then the urn like explodes and it's like that's the like he is ready mm-hmm. scene you know what i mean like yeah. he has ascended he's ready to rock but it was just a very fucking trippy wild scene i remember mm-hmm. the first time i watched it when i was super stoned being like what the fuck
0: <laughs> is <that laughs> happening like
1: it was kind of rad now chan has like ascended to like full-on spiritual warrior status here um so the demon sorcerer shows so, up well- well, hold on before, oh, before yeah, we ahead.
2: get to the boss fight, that, <laughs> which is essentially what it is, but it, oh, the, 100%, there yeah. is one other part of his training that's important to the story and that they kind of give him ceremonial rights with like, it, it looks like a giant menorah, but it's not, I don't know what the name for it is. It does. But they, they,
1: yes. they it does look like they a giant ask menorah. him
2: like three or four specific questions about like, Oh yes. yes. You know, have you done, have you done drugs or alcohol? No. And then they check the menorah to see if he's telling the truth. It's a right. odd polygraph. And then they ask him, "It's like, have you have <laughs> you been abstinent? You know, have you not had sex?" And he says no. And they're like, "Okay." And then they confirm him. And then I think that yeah. I think that scene is followed by the jar scene. So yes, but,
1: mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's it's like the uh, it reminded me of the um, the Simpsons scene where Homer is like. They're like, this is a polygraph. We're going to ask you the questions and then it's going to read your heartbeat and it's going to read your vitals and it's going to tell us if you're lying or not based on what answers that we give you or that you give us. And he's like, okay. And they're like, do you understand? He goes, yes. And it right. explodes. <laughs> <The machine> explodes. <laughs> this reminds me a little bit of that. Um, but instead, it, later on, it, it, it. Yeah, calls him out, but at this point, he has he is telling the truth. Presumably, it it doesn't matter
2: because they did set it up. So yes, Um,
1: yes, good call. So um, so yeah, so now the demonic sorcerer shows up, and Meg, this is where he shows up in full ultimate warrior makeup. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Um,
1: and he's just ready to fucking rage, Um, and he he summons all his demon bats um, that live inside crocodile skulls. Um mm-hmm. uh, and he six them on Chan, but Chan's got a dang force field that acts as basically like a bug zapper for demon bats. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they all come at him, and he puts up his force field and just zaps them all, and they all set on fire.
2: And again, all the bats are pretty adorable in a way, so then you just have a bunch of adorable on-fire bats, and it's like, "Ah, I don't know who's the good guy here at the moment.
1: This reminds me of a personal anecdote, which I'm not celebrating, (laughs) but did happen in real life, Um, which I was at a party. It was actually a homebrew slash bluegrass festival. Um, me and my cousin and a handful of people were up very late at night, hammer drunk. And the fire, uh, the bonfire fuel that we were given was a giant, like one of those big disposable, um, uh, uh, uh like cardboard crates mm. that you put like just junk right, in yeah. and stuff like that. But it was a bunch of scrap wood from a cabinet shop mm-hmm. and they were just going to throw it away. So they donated it so we could use it as firewood at the end of the night we were almost out of firewood. So we flipped the whole box with all the little tiny bits of wood and scraps on top of the fire, just to obviously burn it and get rid of it. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, we see a bunch of flaming mice run out of the oh fire. God. Oh, God. Reali- God. We didn't realize there were mice in the bottom yeah. of the box. Because oh. why would you think that? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Why
1: would you ever think that? And all of a sudden, there's just flaming mice running around. We're running around trying to stomp on them and put oh them God. out. Um,
3: what the fuck? It's, well, what do you do? You just let them I mean, burn? No, no. I mean, I don't know. Exactly. But, like, I mean, you're probably killing them by stomping on them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We're putting them out of their misery. They're on fire. You don't oh, suffer. I'm so sad. I'm just fucking sad. Okay, the setup yeah. the whole situation now it
1: was, it was I'm inconsolable. Imagine being very drunk and stoned, and all of a sudden, a bunch of flaming mice were on fire.
3: It was terrifying. And then you have
1: to stomp them, um, and That's then we're a like, what is, Yeah, then we have to stomp them. Yeah, awful. what are you gonna do? You can't let them burn to death. That's even worse. Um, in any case, back to the film. Uh, <laughs> Meg is I'm, I need a tissue
3: just cuz like I'm going to start crying or something like I'm just, it's Fine, I mean, I'll
1: be fine. How I, many I, mice have you ran over with your car? How many mice has your dog brought you dead as a as a trophy for you? Uh,
3: no, I mean I've had a cat he's a bring me mice. No, he's never brought me actually an animal. He's never caught an animal in his life.
1: No. Like ever. He's never. But that's what he's bred to do, though.
3: Right. Yeah. So, yes. yes. No, he's not doing his job. It's fine. Yeah. To, yeah. Keep reminding me how I'm a bad mom. It's fine. Your dog, your dog,
1: your dog doesn't do the one thing it's put on the shirt to do a great uh, job. Um, And anyway, <laughs> Well, that's all right. My dog doesn't do a lot of herding sheep either. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, where, where are we at here? So, uh, um, bats are dead. Yeah. Gator skulls attack. Yeah. Bats are. <laughs> Bats Um, are dead. Goblin Yeah, we have a
3: theme going on too, guys. We have a theme going here with these crocodiles. Yes. This is our third episode of Crocodiles. Yes. Yes. And there's
1: a lot more with crocodiles. But in this instance, he uses um, what I can only describe as evil rice to reanimate croc skulls that then get to chomping like, you know, many hungry, hungry hippos. Um, And he puts... Like Buddhist statues in their mouth yeah. uh, is basically how he defeats yeah, it them. Yeah, he Defeats
2: them like a cartoon. Um, <laughs> sticks yeah, them. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, but instead of putting a stick in their mouth, like you know, like uh, uh, you know, like in Hook or something like that, he puts Buddhist statues in their mouth. <laughs> much. I love this. It might be my favorite scene in the whole movie. After he defeats though the 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 crocodile skulls. The demon just flips him off and hits him with a dang pot. He just throws it at him. He just goes, fuck you, gives him the finger and throws a pot. And just like all the supernatural animals couldn't hurt him. But just throwing a pot fucks yeah. him up. And, and, then he, and then he flips him off for some reason. It's awesome. It was kind of like the arm throw in Suburban Sasquatch. Little bit. Honestly, little Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the bad guy, the demon guy, he eats a bunch of guts. That And then pukes them out and then eats it again, which, again, is a theme in this movie. Oh, okay. And then that makes him more powerful, question more mark. More powerful. Um, and
2: then he goes goblin mode? <laughs> yeah.
3: There's a lot of baby birding in this him. movie. So mm-hmm. much there baby mm-hmm, birding. Are.
1: Mm-hmm. There are. That's a good oh, way of putting it. Oh, um, So now he summons what i described as a squealing floating fire eating yogurt demon made of a head and a flappy spine that is what my Mm -hmm. note says i thought it was Um, kind of a
3: cute little alien guy though it
1: was sick i fucking love this part it's such a cool creature um again uh, and i even wrote in my notes again this fucking rules (laughs) um and then chan makes the demon explode with telekinesis i guess um and then, uh, yeah, so then the bad guy covers his whole... Again, this is going to get so much more insane. The bad guy then kind of covers his body with marshmallow fluff and turns his own head into a floating demonic jellyfish with knitting needles um, and then wraps up Chan's head in his, like, jellyfish tentacles mm-hmm. um, while all still wearing Ultimate Warrior Face paint. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I think you should genuinely just preface like the description of this in watch and listening to our episode alone you should be high in some way shape or form. Yeah, do
1: it both. <laughs> yeah, do it both. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were like, "Listen. Oh, why did you tell me this? It's going to ruin it." No, no. This is not doing it justice. Mm-mm. This is not <laughs> explaining it really in any real way.
3: You got to be able to be on a different plane to like create the yeah. images that are coming yes. in and they're not going to match what actually happens you have to
1: drink the tears of a magic iron mushroom yeah. which we will get to here shortly that, that you have um, given honey case, to
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course because it's attracted to the right. honey what don't you understand i, I felt um, so much simpatico with that thing that situation <laughs> yeah sorry guys
1: um so now the, the sun comes up and and then the demon guy just goes all Ark of the covenant and just basically fucking melts his face melts and the curse is broken apparently which um and then we this is, it is so, <laughs> so like weirdly anticlimactic that's exactly
2: but, what i was gonna say it's so anticlimactic because the head just turns into a skull and falls over and then a statue falls over well, and it's also like the music drops yeah. out too doesn't Every, it yeah, everything just stops <laughs> And it just stops in, like, yeah. not in an explodey way or even, like, a really, like, sound-designed way either. It just, like, just falls in, yeah. just clacks.
3: It just boop, boop. <laughs> can over. I you, guys, Very, say, like, can, you yeah. guys describe to me that, like, effect with that melting face? Because I feel like we've seen it in the past, and it almost reminds me of, like, a claymation or, like, literally, like, wax melting. It's probably yeah, wax. it's like, like the Ark
1: of the Covenant. And what uh, uh it yeah what? so it, yeah. they do it with a mm-hmm. heat gun right so they build something uh, out of wax okay. and then hit it with a heat gun and slowly melt it and then they speed up yeah. the film.
3: Okay. Got it.
1: Um but Thanks uh, guys for my lessons mm-hmm. today. <laughs> yeah no that's it's that I mean yeah that would be the one in in uh, uh the Indiana Jones one in uh uh in the oh my god which why can't i raiders think of, of the Indiana lost ark. jones and the raid of lost ark yeah i could not think all i, all I could think of is kingdom of the crystal skull which is definitely <laughs> not that one um <laughs> but uh anyway so uh after all that like i said very anticlimactic, but it definitely has these like manga beats to it where it's like the false victory mm-hmm. and then everything falls apart again and then you have to fight even harder boss that is somehow more powerful like it just had these very kind of uh anime themes to it in that way but um anyway so you're like oh curse is broken everything's great full frontal nudity like, right um back to the, the the his his you know i don't even say significant other I thought, At this think, point, yeah. it just feels like they've been casually fucking. But then mm-hmm. later, she didn't really
3: actually care where he was. She's like, you've been gone a long time. I don't yeah. think it definitely. Cash. She's like, how <laughs> many people?
1: How many how many girls did you fucking Thailand? Like, she literally says that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that was like, I don't know, because then later she's like ringside with him. Like, it's freaking Adrian and Ben Rocky. You know yeah. what yeah. I
2: mean? So and, and plus, I mean, I assume that that's his apartment that she's been living in oh, casually while he's gone. Could be. He, yeah, because he, he just, just comes home. in. Yeah, yeah, he comes home. I didn't and, think about that. And then she's like, oh, you've been fucking. And he's like, oh, no, I haven't. It's time to yeah. burst nerds. <laughs> 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 So Here's the thing. The, Why the do you just say things like burst. that? <laughs> burst nerds. trying to burst nerds <laughs> up in her.
0: Oh, you
1: know what though? the best thing Done. is nothing gets me gets me more in the mood than when my significant other goes, don't give me any STDs. Let me check your genitals for signs
0: of STDs.
3: I just was waiting for her to bust into that song. Let me smell your dick. Let <laughs> me you smell your dick. <laughs> yeah, she seemed like
1: very concerned, but not concerned enough. Uh, if that's what she believed was happening, anyway, she's taking just a shower in like a bathtub-style shower that should have a curtain around it, but it, yeah. she's just open. So I imagine her floor is soaking wet. I don't yes. know why it bothered me. Um, but then uh, he pops in there but he keeps his little gutchies on right <laughs> is that what they're Cause...
3: called gutchies or is this like a um butler county thing uh, he just said they looked like these they,
1: it was like a speedo he was wearing yeah. and he's he just, like, definitely a on. western
2: pa calling your uh, tighty whiteys <laughs> <laughs> gutchies <laughs>
1: yeah yeah well we watch we called like my you know like the things you wear like uh i remember people always called like um those little things you wear underneath like a uh, woman playing tennis or or like a cheerleaders you know like cheerleaders yeah, wear those Spanx. little like shorts oh yeah we always called them gutchies <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't okay. know See, my, my grandparents
1: just called all underwear gutchies we did too yeah oh, okay. i did yeah. too yeah underwear were just gutchies but mm-hmm. yeah we anyway i'm not yeah, opposed to this prob- i'm just like i've never PA heard shit. this before yeah um anyway so the spirit of the dead bad guy is now like his buddies are starting to resurrect him and so they like turn his body into what I can only describe as like a tamale. See, <laughs> um, now, see now that's
2: that is not what I'm, conf- I'm getting. Yeah Yeah I I'm confused
1: con- about this.
2: Okay, so what I have is that okay, my Gusu, the guy who's just defeated he's done yes and then you have his three brothers who also have representations they have centipede spider and reptile and this is something you saw earlier in the film in in the in the dio set Mm -hmm. in the dio set there's these hands that are holding up different animals
1: oh yes i did not make that connection
2: so i think it's i think it's all of their lair but it just happened to be like Mygusu was hanging out there that that day when his back got killed. Well, uh, but uh, so
1: that makes sense up to this point. But later something happens that makes that not make as much sense to me.
2: Well, which is you, to say, mm, anyway, you, we'll get to it. you can explain it when we get there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But what happens is they essentially give him the Darth Vader send off. They just burn his body and send him away. I think what you're yeah. talking about what happens next at the Gator Farm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is they just pull out. I think they pull out. This isn't explained very well, but I think it's just like another witch. OK, because it's I mean, it is a, a female, obviously, right. mm-hmm. which I always thought that they
1: put his like soul into a female body. See, I don't I don't, know if nah. No, because
2: you know. they more or less put themselves into her body. They
3: do. Is that what it was? Because I was like, because what was that mummified thing? Did I miss like how they put yeah, two yeah. of That's on it. I think so you're referring to. It. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: no, know, no, that, I mean that, what you're saying makes more sense than mm-hmm. what I was thinking, which was, I thought that they brought back, they resurrected him and that they were like, giving their life essence to resurrect him because he was the most powerful one but no you're probably right
3: they're just allowing him to live a prophecy of always wanting to be a woman with big tits yeah well that's what i
1: thought they were so i was very confused by this whole thing but i had a theory but my theory is falling apart but will i will be discovering it along with the listeners then i think as we go because i was off track here um so yeah they they um so Now you go right to a bunch of crocodiles. Like Steve said, they're at a crocodile farm. So you see a bunch of crocs just fucking and eating pretty much for the next several minutes. Uh, Literally, you do see crocodiles fucking.
2: I don't know why. I feel feel like this was like movie was somewhat funded by the crocodile farm because it's <laughs> just super extended for no reason at all and like there's not yeah. much of a soundtrack even like mm-hmm. there's no music it feels like crocodile footage just accidentally fell into this movie
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that, 100% it just feels like it's like weird filler weird like stock footage of crocodiles yeah these guys the brothers like you were saying of, of the main kind of demon guy that that he was already defeated they kill one of these giant crocs and then pull out all of its guts and like smash its eggs on the ground the whole thing And they I got really re- sad
3: there too I, this like movie kind of upset me I think in ways it's, all, I mean it's know?
1: upsetting it's uh, yeah I mean you pull but, the guts out well, of it. well I guess we don't know
3: that those crocodiles or the little baby ones didn't die because they did like a couple of them squirmed off so mm-hmm. they might be okay I don't think yeah. that's how it works but that's fine
1: well I do think they were um, fake
2: <laughs> do you <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine right um, in any case <laughs> Meg these it's, guys it's, had to film their mukbang video they don't have time <laughs> <laughs> yeah um,
1: so anyway like they, yeah so um, yes. he, they put a so here's my question then who, who is the body then just another random witch that they sewed up inside the crocodile
2: that's what I'm not clear on is it yeah is it a more powerful witch or mm-hmm did they just choose a female body because yeah. they're trying to trick him into getting to Percy <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: but yeah it's clearly it's a very midsummer type of situation they they hollow out the crocodile essentially and then put another body inside mm-hmm. which i thought was him in just like weird tamale form, um, but I don't know. Uh, it makes they, more sense yeah. that it wasn't. Yeah, because yeah. they
2: since they burnt him. Because they also yeah. it also seems like they have a number of bodies stored under that house, and they just pour yeah. they just pulled one up.
1: Maybe they just needed a vet. Well, that's what I took it as. They just had like a vessel mm-hmm. that was this woman's body. And then they put his soul into the woman's body. Right. Cause, cause I, otherwise I, uh, he
2: would have seen them coming. Like, Oh, yeah. those guys look exactly like the magician. I already just whooped his ass. Yeah. It's like a Trojan more. horse
1: situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but with a big ass crocodile. Right. Um, but anyway, um, so now you cut back to Mr. Bobo and Chan about to kickbox. And then you're like, oh, yeah, there was a kickboxing element to this. <laughs> um, so it's like that. Oh, right. That story that you set up um, and, and his bro is there still like in a wheelchair. And also, like I said, his casual girlfriend is also there apparently. But meanwhile, they're kind of cutting back and forth like interstitially between the the kickboxing match and the dudes doing the whole ritual so they've taken the kind of tamale person out of the belly of the croc and it's like all covered in all this insect larvae. So they like rinse it off. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think,
3: Brian, I think there might be more legs to yours based on this one um, review that I have been looking at. It's like mm-hmm. on Asian movie Pulse. So I know Pulse is kind of a big deal, but it's like specifically mm-hmm. for Asian movies. But they said um, like this celebrated the reincarnation sequence wherein the dead wizard is brought back to life by servants.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it kind
3: of sounds like maybe there might be more legs to that. It could have been him. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it's cl- obviously not explained very well, uh, yeah. at all. I think
3: there's probably um, like plenty s- of people who are going to think both things, like where yeah. it could have been a random corpse or it could have been reincarnation and stuff like that. Yeah. any of sorry, and
2: it, it, no, and you know, that's fine because it's also like that we're talking about like what isn't subtitled, and like that mm. whole prayer sequence is yeah. one of those times where it's not subtitled. So you just there's kinda no gotta, subtitle. Yeah,
1: right. Yep, that is just where you are pretty much guessing what's happening uh, Mm -hmm. at this point, but um, they do cut back to the fight, which is not going well for Chan. He's getting his ass whooped. Um, And then they cut back to the ritual and they're all like just eating as fast as they can, just scarfing down a bunch of like maggot-covered meat and durian fruit and bananas. (laughs) Yeah,
0: bananas. Mm. And then they're just
1: spitting it out and then handing it to the next one. And they're doing like a willing human centipede almost situation except out oh the other end um and it's just fucking gross the whole thing is <laughs> fucking gross. baby bird bucket brigade <laughs>
0: <laughs> it
1: really is. it's pretty gnarly um and then they feed what they've all chewed up to the corpse uh like i said which is a woman now and they dress her up with uh, a full again fully nude woman they dress her up with these big spiky nails and then she comes back to life yeah, and they just kind of sicker on Chan, right? So she sticks needles in the eyes of this voodoo doll type of thing mm-hmm. um, uh, that's meant to obviously replicate Chan, and like simulta- he simultaneously goes blind in the ring while he's fighting Mr. Bobo. Um, and then Mr. Bobo just whips his ass a bunch for a while in this kind of like rocky type situation. He won't stay down, like his, you know, Corners trying to throw in the towel, his brother in the wheelchair is like, no, throw in the towel, but over." And he's like refusing to give up. And then Chan just straight up jump kicks his ass out of the ring through the <laughs> fucking Spanish <laughs> announce table. And I just like when I first watched it, I remember to myself super high I was like, my
0: God, so help me. God. He's broken in half. I just went straight
1: JR when that happened. Um Because he does, it's like off the hell in the cell situation, slams through the table. um, And then, of course, he wins, right? So Chan has come from being blind and getting his ass whooped for an hour to just, yeah, spin kicking, jump kicking his ass out of the ring. So then worms come out of his eyes in the dressing room, but it's like obviously some sort of vision or hallucination of sorts, I think, because mm-hmm. it didn't really happen. Uh, but I, I don't really know the significance of that necessarily, besides it was like some sort of omen kind of thing. Um, Cause he obviously didn't know what was happening in the ring, why he like went blind. Um, but Chan goes back to the Buddhist temple and the main dude says, basically, you know, yeah, everything you did is undone. Uh, sorry, on account of the bad guys, and they got more power now, so sorry. <laughs> like, it was just very it, poorly explained. Mm-hmm. And again, it was like that classic anime trope, like, you killed them, you're a hero, never mind, they're more powerful now, <laughs> fuck you, you gotta do it again. Like, it <laughs> reminds you of, like, the end of, like, Ghosts and Goblins, where they're just like, nope, never mind, now beat the whole game over again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's all because... Basically, he was fucking in Hong Kong. Like that's mm-hmm. basically what it comes down to. Like yeah. Steve said, like he lied when he did his training. But why didn't why didn't the menorah? I'm gonna call it for lack of a better term. Tell them that he was lying. It did. It did. But it was but like
3: after the fact. It, it was, was after was, the yeah. fact. Yeah. Like, but why I don't, didn't it, they don't think they put the test on him until then. At that point.
1: Oh, maybe that time when he told them that he had kept up on his tenants or whatever, but he hadn't, they didn't know at that moment. Right, right. Was that because the candle wasn't lit then maybe or something? Yeah, the
2: candle goes out because they're, I mean, it's super dramatic because like they they go through the questions again. And then when they get to the one of like, did you maintain abstinence? It was a huge music sting and his eyes pop open and he's like, oh no, I burst nerds. So (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I'm saying like,
1: why when he first did it when he was taking his training right he was telling the truth
2: right well because mm-hmm. he yeah. because he was in training during that time yeah right. so so i think you're supposed to assume that once once he went through the ritual oh i yeah 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 so like once he went yeah. through the ritual then that's when you start maintaining buddhist tenets but right. the thing is he cut buddhist tenets in the middle he yeah. was supposed to maintain it for life essentially yeah. i think right? but then, i see i see When he went back to Hong Kong, he had sex with his lady, so he broke one. Mm. So then he comes back, and they redo the test simply because he hadn't been in their presence. Yeah, you know. So the things that he did were essentially undone retroactively
1: because he for, you know, he betrayed his his tenants or whatever. Right, right. I gotcha. Um. So yeah, so he lies to the main monk obviously and then they call him out because uh, of the the candle situation catches him. So um, they go on this big like spirit journey kind of thing where they go to all these different like holy sites and pray and then they eventually go to like a big like Buddha statue which is like buried it's just like the face and they go down in one of the eyes or the mouth or something like that Um, and they smear honey on this like iron mushroom
3: <laughs> so sexual <And> then, <laughs> just got very really yeah, sexual real fast
1: the, it really did and then the pure iron mushrooms tears will make chan invincible mm-hmm. for the final fight with the demon lady mm-hmm. which is a sentence i have never written before and probably will never <laughs> write again um <laughs> but uh they discover that's you know then they did you know they discovered that he lied so he says never mind like Fuck Buddha. Fuck all you guys. And just like (laughs) rages. And, uh, and he goes and goes to the original monk's, like, corpse, which is still, like, decaying, I guess. Um, and he just, like, smacks him around and it's like a rubber thing yeah. <laughs> just like slapping this rubber it corpse it's really funny <laughs> yeah
3: he again what we clinically call had a tantrum um i feel i do think there's a missed opportunity for him to just to actually while he's in thailand just like go fuck a bunch of bitches because he's like fuck you guys
1: <laughs> he could have just went yeah leaned in harder yeah, yeah. but uh um, so the corpse monk uh, that he was originally trying to save his like immortal soul, uh, lasers him and says you're fucked. Basically, like you're fucked, I'm fucked. It's your fault because you you burst you burst nerds. Bur- nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you burst nerds. You burst nerds. So you're fucked. Never I'm not fucked. going
3: to laugh at that.
1: <laughs> but then I like this. This is again another another um, anime trope where it's like, oh, you're fucked. I'm fucked. We've lost. It's insurmountable. Wait. Unless you can get my golden llama ashes <laughs> from the from the monastery in Kathmandu, <laughs> which is like this tourist attraction. Um, so there's this whole weird long – again, this is like a scene where you get lost. You forget what is actually happening in the story because of this super long scene where basically Chan's walking around this – Buddhist monastery in Kathmandu, which is is Kathmandu the same as Nepal or it's in Nepal? Okay. Yes. Um, Yeah. Anyway, there he's there, so he's traveled there, and he's overhearing a tour guide explain to a tour group the legend, and he's like getting all his information (laughs) from the tour guide. This is
2: decidedly like an Ocean's Eleven or National Treasure scene where like he's getting all the lowdown on everything. (laughs) He's about to partake in a spiritual heist of sorts,
1: and he's getting all the information. So I guess you could assume that he may have already known this, and then we're just getting it from the tour guide. But in my mind, I was like, you're putting a lot of credence in this tour guy's <laughs> explanation of
2: all this shit see no he, he doesn't uh no i think he's learning it as he goes as well because that's
1: kind of his face looks like that's what's happening
2: yeah, be, because also the big uh the big point is uh so the 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 llama's ashes only appear at a specific point during sunrise mm-hmm. and because the sun shines on a special way on the Buddhist statue. And, and it, it, it like reveals- reflects off the eyes mm-hmm. of
1: the Buddha and then it reflects onto the palm right. of the
2: statue. And it, and it reveals right. them. So yeah. Chan goes to, goes back to this monastery at night to steal the ashes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why the fuck would I wait till sunrise? And yeah. then he finds out why you wait till sunrise.
1: <laughs> right, right. But that's are saying He was listening in on right. that. But, presumably yeah but he was like nah fuck you bro you don't know what you're talking about right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he was but learning um,
2: but he didn't really learn he's like nah fuck that i'd, I'd do it at night <laughs>
1: i'll do it i'll do it i can't do it all these people here in the morning um but yeah it was it was a uh, uh it was very strange um Strange series of events here, but uh, which is not too much of a departure from the whole rest of the movie. But he basically, you know, here's explains this whole like kind of temple of doom task that he has to do to, re- to retrieve them. Um, oh, by the way, llama, I should say, not llama like that spits like the animal llama, we're talking about like the Dalai Lama style llama, mm-hmm. um, which at first I did not make that assumption. And I was like, there's a llama? And then eventually, it like, then we went to the thing. I was like, oh, like oh. the Dalai llama, <laughs> the llama, third son of the llama. Um, That's so, fuck. Chan shows up. Uh, er, no, before he goes, Chan. <laughs> saws his damn arm up straight up the arm too like not across the tracks like up the arm Yeah, I'm pretty Um, sure that's
3: what death is
1: yeah I'm pretty sure you die from that luckily Mm -hmm. he doesn't have any blood in that arm um, because none comes out and then he puts the iron mushroom tears into his arm and stitches it back up Mm-hmm. Um to make himself immortal, I guess. As the Terminator would. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's such a weird scene. Like there's no blood that comes out. Um, but as he walks in, I really love this. The statues all like turn and watch him. They're like rubber suits mm-hmm. type people in the suits, but they're all the statues. And uh when he breaks in to get the golden ashes, and I don't know if it showed it on the version you guys watched, but the translation of what the the one. Like ancient statue said, was intruder alert. That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah,
2: like,
1: wait, is this Robbie the robot, yeah. or is this fucking an ancient
2: Buddhist fucking statue? But also, like know. the voice is really annoying. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's
3: like intruder alert. <laughs> it really was just like robotic. I was yeah,
1: so strange. Um, and then they shoot like bioluminescent arrows at him, and he defeats the statues. Uh, but. But again, he goes to it. There's no ashes. He completely uh, turtles
2: bottom. one of the statues too. Like it comes at him with a big ass sword, and he just leg sweeps it. Like it's the, it's the only time he employs his Thai kickboxing elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> and he leg sweeps this thing, and it's like on the ground kicking.
1: He's like, ah, yeah. It's like a turtle and its on yeah. shell. It's like, eh, 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 he
2: just knocks it over.
1: They're like golems, if you will, mm-hmm. kind of situation, you know. But they're surprisingly easy to defeat um at least you think so but then they come back and kind of like save the day at the end anyway um he defeats uh it defeats them but there again he, he goes up there's no ashes then all of a sudden the naked demon woman uh who has like long freddy krueger arms now for a second
0: yeah.
1: um and and all the in her big long nails she shows up and just gives chan a sick ass titty twister <laughs> which was, I was like, what is happening? She doesn't like punch him or scratch his face. She, she, I mean, she scratches his chest, but you don't know what's happening until after she pulls away. It just looks like she's giving him a titty twister. (laughs) Um, so she brought the big old crocodile, um, with her that apparently has the, guy sewed up in it and and it like chases chan around in this very uh uh, uh, what was the freaking movie we watched with the crocodile that chases the people in the cellar or whatever didn't we watch that we didn't watch
0: crawl
1: we didn't watch crawl no um anyway it reminded me of crawl though um where it's like chasing him around except for it's just a big rubber crocodile (laughs) instead of a cgi one um but the nude woman squeezes his head in her thighs and then pisses furry caterpillars on his chest I'm not yeah. sure
0: yeah 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 this these, is...
1: these things these out this is out of control and then they crawl in his nose and ears yeah
2: this is where <laughs> I started to derive what the real meaning of this film was yeah <laughs> Because now it started to make a whole lot of sense, and the whole film is about man's struggle with women and foreigners. Oh my god! <laughs> Foreigners—it's
3: relatable definitely... to a lot of people, I suppose. Yeah,
2: it's a real alt-right. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so. this, is, this is a real
2: trad-cath film, despite being, <laughs> despite <laughs> being about Buddhism, despite being a 1983 Hong Kong. Right. Brian's Flight.
3: coming in strong. Yeah, no, it's about Buddhism and stuff, and we're like, no, nah, this like subtext that might be. It's pretty, some it's suit. problematic because yeah, yeah,
2: it's, yeah, it's like, what, <laughs> how does he lose his Superman powers? He has sex with a woman. What does, <laughs> what challenges him in the end? Women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what though? If that was, if it really was that and it had this like alt-right, uh, uh, like in vibe to it, it probably would have been like the women like dominating his life and him being like. Him being like um, constantly put upon by like foreigners and women and minorities and stuff. So is he it didn't not go to, that direction? Is he not? What's that? Is he not constantly <laughs>
3: being put I upon mean, by I, them?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: I guess. I mean,
3: I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's being put upon. I definitely think there's like the, the whole, undertones of like he, his life is being ruined because he I couldn't keep liking, liking this movie. You can to keep liking this. has fun puppets. I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, but I mean he's put upon he's put upon by this whole Thai monastery of like you are going to save yourselves and save your life and save everybody well and he even <laughs> says like I didn't want to have anything to do with
1: this you yeah. assholes like yeah. you're the fucking people that yeah
2: you're <laughs> right he does kind of say that but
1: in <laughs> any case once again the sun saves him because it's a fucking vampire flick now oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but the, the sun comes up at that very moment and then the eyes of Buddha manifest you know the golden ashes in the statue's palm uh lightning strikes fucking and then this part again do not understand maybe you can explain uh there are lasers that come out of the statue and act as basically like one of those things that help old people go up the stairs in a chair (laughs) you know what Mm -hmm. i'm talking about yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) but it but it pulls down this guy from the statue he's this old guy with a beard Who the fuck is that guy?
2: So that guy is the original, because we have the abbot that's in the monastery of Thailand. And he says, he sends Chan to this monastery in Nepal to get his ashes from a former life. Yes. So, I mean, if you look at his super real beard. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like a mall Santa beard, but
2: worse. I think you can tell it's also the abbot that we, the hunky abbot. That we're already used to. Oh, it's the same guy, just it, old now? Yeah, it's the same guy. It's just him representing his past life.
1: Oh, it's him in the past life. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was going to say, like, it acted like it was him. Right.
2: But I was it didn't look like him. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, he had a big white beard and stuff, but it's him in the old, in his previous life. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah it's hunky, it's gotcha. Hunky Abbott as he was a llama.
1: When he was llama before he got turned into golden llama ashes. Right which is an album name that I am TMing right now. Golden Llama Ashes. Um, okay, so that makes more and much sense. So now, like I said, they are transporting him in the little stairs thing um, and, uh, you know, down from the altar of Buddha, if you will. And then he goes full Raiden on the naked demon woman and electrocutes her ass and then, <laughs> then, like, rings some bells and she becomes this, like, skinless kind of
2: like Uncle mm. Frank type creature. Mm. He rips her skin off. Cause she He rips it off? Yeah. She, did I miss that? Yeah, she try she takes her hair and wraps it around his head and she uh, he I gra- remember that. He grabs her by the chest and basically says be gone thought and rips off like <laughs> all of her skin <laughs> and sends her to the Why ground. Did I think I
1: missed that. Maybe that was when my kids came running yeah.
2: upstairs and like what the fuck Turn doing? up, think, turn up. I think he's holding yeah. He's holding the bells in one hand, mm. yeah. and then her skin in the other hand, and he's like shaking the bells and her skin, as like yeah, I remember
1: the bells. Okay, I, yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch because I don't remember this. I do remember when she he takes he somehow rips her skin off, but I don't remember the actual action for whatever yeah, reason. Just, Usually because by this point in the movie, I'm so high I can't <laughs> do thoughts good. <laughs> <laughs> so um i am like balls deep in some like reese's peanut butter puffs by this point
2: my brains are bad i'm melted into the couch i can't figure out what the hell's happening i'm
1: already freaking out over the size of the grapes in the fridge like i'm having a whole fucking issue um Anyway, yeah, okay. So so he rips he rips her skin off. Um and then she and then she like shits out a bunch of blue paint, which I assume is like the, the venom kind of thing, um, which is kind of like what the spiders were drinking in their cute little straws earlier. <laughs> and then she she melts in back into larva. Mm-hmm. Um and then out of the womb of this like of her body comes these like embryotic sacs kind of thing mm-hmm. that have Um, three, the, the three evil sorcerer who I, I didn't realize they were his brothers, but they're like the sorcerers, like servant guys who, you know, basically manifested the whole, the whole ritual. Um, and they like rip out of their embryonic little sacks and two of them like kill themselves and bleed into the other one's open chest that he's just like harikari himself right and they like bleed into him to give him all of the power i guess um is that accurate representation of what happens yeah yeah I feel yeah. Like it is yeah, yeah yeah
2: you're, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the three mummified black magicians come out of her womb yeah. grow at an instantaneous rate one stabs right. his guts open the other two cut their wrists and then fucking little monsters come out of that <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay good 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 this I enemy mean, gets wild here if it hasn't already completely bad um so I don't know, like when these... the words
3: were coming out of your mouth did that make you feel really uncomfortable too like, you know what i mean feel like that's excited like, um... and horny yeah.
1: <laughs> is that strong? <laughs> i don't know but so these little fuzzy headed like cyclops dinosaurs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there mm-hmm. a better way to describe that fuzzy-headed cyclops dinosaurs? Yeah, no, but small. small, like small is the size of a cat.
2: Yeah, it's it's weird because <laughs> they give up, they give up three human forms for th- three cat-sized uh, like cyclops dinosaurs, like you're saying.
1: With but mm-hmm. with fuzzy, uh, like the eyes are fuzzy.
2: The eyes are mm. fuzzy. They're like um, they're they're uh, almost like pipette cleaners. Like how yeah. fuzzy they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They
1: seem like something that would like live in the fridge at Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it like, opens the fridge and there's like a little stop motion scene yeah. and it happens yeah. there with like food, <laughs> and then like the little dinosaurs are in there and all right. that stuff. Um,
2: yeah, they, yeah were not, they were not. They were not threatening at all. I don't know why they no, chose that. No, not even form. remotely. <laughs> why they chose that form <laughs>
1: for the like penultimate form?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: like fully evolved form is little tiny cat sized dinosaurs with. Their heads are just one big furry eyeball. Yeah. Um, I totally I expected
3: know. like little tongues to come out of their eyeball, like like when something. I first saw it. You like, know?
1: or they were going to ascend into something else. I don't. It, again, it it you, again. By this point, you're just your jaw has been on the floor <laughs> for a while. Um, so they shoot shit out of their eyes, um, and and it fucks up the 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 other monk who's ascended or whatever. And the Buddhist statue, but then he rings the bell again, and then the statues shoot lasers and kill the little creatures.
2: It throws bombs at them. Like, they're little, little, like... I don't even know what to describe them as because they have like little whisk ends on both ends. And it throws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a little missile, little projectiles. Yeah, it throws of like some little sort, bombs right? at them and blows them up like instantaneously. Like, <laughs> again, another anticlimactic end.
1: No big deal. Yeah. yeah. All this transformation and wild shit. And then it's like, ha fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's all this. Just blows them up. It's all this
2: <laughs> crazy shit. And then they're just like, eh, hey, you lose. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then, and 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 then, I mean, we're almost at the end here. Believe it or not, the needles that are used to kind of like administer the poison come out of Chan's eyes now, mm-hmm. like are like disarmed almost. And then the original monk, um, you know, who obviously he, he set out to, to save his immortal soul um, in the first place, comes to life in the form of like a golden statue. And then all the other monks come in and start praying to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... So he's like the new Buddha now, I guess. I don't know. And then Chan just goes, all right, I've had enough of this shit and bails. Yeah, and I'm then, out. That's, then the credits roll. He's mm-hmm. so
2: fucking out after it. Like, it is the funniest thing because he is so yeah. upset walking out of that temple. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's just like,
1: mm-hmm. seriously, guys, that was some bullshit. Yeah.
2: And he bails. And, and again, he like, didn't even get a thank
3: yeah. you. He didn't even get a thank no. you.
2: And, and, no. that, and that's how you know, like, he's put upon by all of this. Because he didn't stay to be a monk. Like, you see him, he's dressed in his fashionable whites... And he gets right. up. <laughs> he gets up and he says, "Fuck this! Fuck you guys! I've had fuck enough you. of this black I'm magic shit. Yeah.
1: I'm going
3: to get drunk and I'm burst my. No, 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 yeah, nurse. very Cartman esque <laughs> oh, No, God. but it,
1: like, so that's what, halfway through the movie. You're like, oh, this is going to be this like weird morality tale. Mm-hmm. That's what you. That's what you kind of think. But then it ends up being the opposite, and it's like, no, fuck all this n- nonsense. This is a this like. So I took it as like, oh, all this stuff, all this this you know uh eat good versus evil you know uh you know getting wrapped up in all these little religious battles and quarrels and all this stuff is like
2: a fool's errand mm-hmm. that's how i took it
0: mm-hmm.
2: i mean it's like a fool's errand but it's like he had to do it if he wanted to live so he's just like yeah. he's just annoyed the entire time, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He, I mean, he did never had a choice besides like when the monk summoned him to the temple in the first place. I guess he could have like, um, like, compl- just just avoided it. Mm-hmm. But you got to assume he felt some sort of debt of gratitude because the the damn ghost saved his life when he was getting waterboarded or
2: whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess he's going to just like, it's so, it's so confusing because there's nothing afterwards and it's just like, (laughs) well, is he just going to live his life that way? And like the next black magician to show up, like he'll come back. Like he's like, he's like, you know, the Batman of Buddhist monks he will show up when trouble is there. But other than that, leave him the fuck alone. Don't bother I think he him. was just like, I'm gonna go get some wings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna go get drunk, get some wings, <laughs> just rub one out and sleep for three days. <laughs> <laughs> that's my move. That's the move right now. Um You but, know, what,
3: I think you're so fucking right.
1: So 10 out of 10, right? Yeah, 10 out of 10. Great movie.
3: <laughs> I will
1: watch this movie. I've watched it three times. I only watched it this past year for the first time. Or even it might have been early this year. I've watched it three times. I will watch it probably a hundred more times in my life. I love this movie. It's fucking bonkers. This is another one where if you're just like, somebody says, give me something shit," I'm trying to get, just do bong rips and watch a movie and fall asleep. I will give them this one every time. And they will not be, they will be satisfied. They will be happy. Yeah,
2: I would love to see if there's like a better translation out there. If like somebody like, Me too, yeah. Uh, like Vinegar Syndrome maybe mm-hmm. has like a DVD yeah. or Blu-ray release that, you know, has like a good translation just because like, I do yeah. think you miss a lot and it's kind of like it is confusing at times. Uh, I'm sure it's still confusing, even if you knew all of the words. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That we actually, this does feel very much like a vinegar syndrome flick. I should, uh, I, I should look and see. Cause I know, um did we ever do, did we ever do um Demon Wind? No. No, I was gonna say, I don't know if we talked about Demon Wind, because I, I I definitely picked up the vinegar syndrome release of Demon Wind and it I feel like they They do some things to make it make more sense, I feel like sometimes, you know, so that would be this does feel like this type of this type of movie. Not that that movie doesn't make sense, but it just makes it a little bit more cohesive. But um, instead of watching some like wacky cut on YouTube or something (laughs) like that, but Mm -hmm. oh boy, what? a journey i think i'm gonna go watch it again right. right after this
2: is <laughs> i <over>. have no <laughs> doubt that you're gonna do that i mean it, the, the there are so many great practical effects in this film and that's what you're really watching for is just all the fun mm-hmm. practical effects that are so yeah. crazy and there's so much color to the film like just shit you do not see that often anymore because even mm-hmm. even that scene where they're putting the honey on the mushroom It Mm -hmm. is such a simple, small effect, but you never, like, you almost never see simple, small effects like that anymore because it's so easily done in computer that that production companies don't waste the time doing simple, small stuff or giant, big stuff practically anymore. Yeah. So. Well, and that
1: scene alone, like, that set piece for that one, like, what what ended up being a fairly inconsequential scene, mm -hmm. like... That whole set piece, I mean, I know in some instances, a lot of instances, they just went and obviously got permission to shoot at these like Buddhist monasteries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that scene with that, like, you know, it looked like some sort of big giant like monolith type of thing that was like in the ground. Like, unless that was already enacted, like that was a scene that that was a set piece that already existed that they borrowed, you know, which that wouldn't where do surprise you get me. That? Yeah. It's probably was. There's no way they built that whole thing just for that little tiny ass scene. And then the spiders look like they were from Spirit Halloween. Right. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. but it just, they really took good advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I'm saying is listen, that was a gem. And I could have picked 964 Pinocchio, which I considered, but did not. <laughs> uh, so just be happy because when I do eventually pick a movie to, at that caliber, Megan I'm talking specifically to you what who you are you are going Sorry, to <laughs> be like fuck I should have enjoyed you Boxer's know what Omen I'm going to
3: do in advance yeah. just out of spite is I'm going to go watch that movie <laughs> until you ruin it for yourself. me Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to ruin your joy i <laughs> <laughs>
0: See you hear that you Steve? can do that.
3: Don't I'm tell not me what to movies do. you're gonna like torture me with. <laughs> I never so I'm knew. Fuck your day up. <laughs> I know <she's> gonna, you <laughs> don't. Meg,
1: Meg don't. pulls the old. There's nothing you can do to me that I wouldn't that
2: I can't do to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I told you a movie to go watch. The Protector. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. go watch yeah, that one. I told you <laughs> that movie rules. I am.
3: But you're saying you know it what? rules. I am. Fuck you. I am. And yeah, it is I'm on Tubi. Fuck you. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm gonna do that tonight. Well, you know how it goes. (laughs) You're
1: gonna do a bunch, drink a bunch of (laughs) robitussin,
3: guys. I'm off the tuss, okay. (laughs) We're gonna.
1: (laughs) We see on the news tomorrow morning, like like Meg's got like a hostage situation on the top of a bank somewhere because she (laughs) drank too much robitussin and watched that movie,
2: or she went to the zoo to get her elephant back and beat the shit out of a whole bunch of dudes. (laughs) 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 Spoilers for the plot of that film. Oh no.
3: Well, I mean, I did watch Pig already, so I mean, it sounds... Oh, I haven't line. watched it
2: yet.
1: It's been on my watch list for a while, and I just haven't pulled the trigger on it.
3: I love Nicolas
1: Cage so much. I do, so that's why I'm going to watch it. The Nothing, everyone keeps saying, it's not what you expect, it's not what you expect, it's not what you expect. And I was like, okay, but what is it? I have no fucking <laughs> idea. I just know he's like a chef.
2: I think. I think people are saying, like, don't expect a revenge film, like the yeah. way Mandy is, but for Pig's yeah so i think it's yeah. i think it's something different i haven't seen it myself either but i think that's what people yeah. are trying to warn against like don't expect like an yeah. action revenge
1: mm-hmm. well that's the thing too is like there's so much nick cage to watch right now mm-hmm. like you know i think last time i went to watch it i was like oh no i'm just gonna i, I i'm gonna watch uh prisoner in Ghostland. yeah you know because i had i had only saw like half of that so i'm like oh i watch that or like oh i'm gonna watch Vampire's kiss for the
2: fortieth right. time.
1: If I want my <laughs> Nick Cage fix, And then the new ones coming I end up going out. in.
2: The uh yeah, the unbearable like weight them. uh might be this week.
1: Yeah, unbearable weight of enormous
2: Massive talent. Massive talent. Not mm.
1: enormous. yeah. That one looks looks pretty wild mm-hmm. as well. But in any case, we will get to I'm sure, I mean, Nick Cage flicks are on the wheel. Um so we'll get there eventually, I'm sure. But for those of you who are tuning in later, weren't paying attention earlier, god damn you, here is our topics for what will be our May showdown. So in the next couple of days, you got a day or two to go follow us on the social medias, uh, specifically on Instagram and Twitter. But we also are on TikTok and on Facebook, but we usually put the polls up on Instagram and Twitter because it's the easiest uh, place to do it. Um, and the topics uh, that are up for grabs for May are... Friday the 13th Flicks, uh, Nickelodeon Halloween, or Troma Films. So three uh, goddamn uh, just treats here for you in May. Uh, So go ahead and go over there and give us a little little votey vote and decide which one we're going to do. We will announce it on the next episode. And then the episode after that, we will pick the movies And the episode after that. We will discuss the movies, so uh, you will know what those are ahead of time. So, if you want to watch them uh, ahead of the showdown episode, so you can argue along with us in your car or in your shower or in the you know basement that you're currently trapped in and um, only allowed to uh, listen to podcasts, you can do that um, if if you so desire. Um, once again, at Halloween is Forever on Instagram, at Hallow Forever on Twitter, Halloween is Forever Podcast on Facebook, Halloween is Forever Pod on uh, the TikToks, and the Halloween is Forever, forever on Gmail. All right. Um, anything else? No. Check out them t shirts on the T Publix. We'll post something about it. That classic. Uh, I, I think it should be on the Pennsylvania state license plate. Frankly, if I got to vote on it, <laughs> my balls are full of piss. Just,
2: just in the Keystone logo. <laughs> it just oh my
1: says, god, my balls are
2: full of piss. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out on the T Public
1: Store. Um, shoot us a note, as always. If you got any more suggestions for minisodes or showdown topics for us as well, uh, because we are always open for suggestions. Mm. For the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian.
3: I'm Meg.
2: I'm Steve.
3: Bye.